0: This is Fintech Unplugged, with Suresh Vajani and me, Robert Colnage. Hey Suresh, what do you think of this place? It's uh, pretty I love, cool
1: around here. I love Chinatown, there's always such a great atmosphere.
0: I know, I know. And they, the...
1: But you know, you know there's so much happening in China when it comes to fintech at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard. We're in yeah. this
1: bubble in Europe where we kind of think we're running the show, but we actually see what the Chinese are doing and realise that actually
0: They've you, got it on a whole
1: different level. You've been
0: chatting to a few of the people in that space, haven't you, some of the companies out there? Well,
1: do you remember a few weeks ago, there was that, uh, it was called, what was it called? It was called the the Dialogue.
0: Yeah, there's some dialogue going on, like in Mansion House and a few yes. other locations, and we, we had some- They had some amazing speakers there. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. And uh, it'd be great if we could get a bit of an insight into something like that.
1: Oh look, anyway, let's sit, sit. Do, you, do you see that? Doesn't, what? that lady, doesn't she look familiar? Yeah, but I I swear I saw her at the conference.
0: Hey, wait a minute. I know who it is. Suzanne? Suzanne. That's it. Let let me go over and say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Robert. Nice Nice to see see you. you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, This is Suresh, my mate. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. We We don't know each
1: other, but I saw you at one of the events.
0: Wonderful. And uh, yeah, a few weeks ago we were talking. There was this event going on in, in London. Could you give us... Any information about it? What, what was it called for a start? Because we couldn't even remember the name. Yeah, it
2: was the Economic and Financial Dialogue, so EFD. The you E-F-D. Know, EFD. We
0: love acronyms here. Yeah. Right? Me
2: too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, can
0: and you tell us who, who was attending it? What sort it of was, people? It
2: was very, very senior guys, you know, from both the Chinese government and from the UK government. It was the Chancellor of the Exchequer, you know, from the UK oh, government. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, his equivalent from the China government. They were all flying over to london for the 10th economic and financial dialogue and it's really about bringing our two countries closer together and ensuring that the uk and china work very well together in terms of financial collaboration and economic collaboration oh, and, and one fabulous. key thing was fintech you know that's why i was there
0: wow was brilliant i i know you because i was involved in this paytech work you're doing but maybe you give us a bit Bit background about about your history and how you got into this whole fintech area.
2: Sure. So my background is uh, finance and fintech, and I've been working in financial services you know for more than 15 years so i started i came from vienna originally i'm austrian originally so i came 22 years ago i came to london you know working for accenture then morgan stanley then lloyd's and then deutsche bank
0: so some big names uh,
2: big 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 banks and then i left uh, banking in 2014 to set up fintech circle and what we do are three things on one side is we invest in fintech startups. Okay. So we've got our angel network, you know, where we invest in early stage fintech companies. Secondly, we focus on the education. So we have written already three books, as you said before, Robert. You know, the fintech book, which actually is something which I've got with me in my handbags. Let me show this to you, because ah, this is the Chinese version. You have version. A Chinese version of the tech wow. book? Yes. Wow. So that's the Chinese version in Mandarin, which was launched a year ago in China and became one of the top 10 books in China and finance. Isn't that incredible? Yes, yeah, so that's kind of our goal of our next two books, the wealth tech book and the tech book. We will also translate it into Mandarin uh, with our publisher there and launch it end of... This year, end of twenty nineteen, and then of course next year when our paytech book comes out, yes, you know, which, the which you, book. yes, which Robert co-edited uh, with me and with Tony Credock, that's right. Uh, we will do the same. So we will also aim to get it as become a global bestseller. But that's our educational side. So that will so have my
1: picture on the front we'll cover, obviously. Your, that <laughs> could <laughs> af- that could affect the sales. I'm just telling you. we <laughs> pushing we'll through the ceiling. We'll And the third
2: part of what we do is we're helping banks to innovate. You know, nowadays, everybody in banking and financial services wants to launch faster, you know, go to market quicker with new products, new solutions. And and we have acceleration programs where we work with heads of innovation to help them and their teams to go to market quicker with new fintech innovation. So that's that's our acceleration program at Fintech Circle.
1: So you can't be doing this all by yourself. I mean, there's not enough hours in the day. So how many of of you are there?
2: Yeah, we we are a whole team, you know, based in London mainly, but we've got team members also in Spain, you know, in Northern England, in Manchester, we've got in Edinburgh. So we are a, a global team. And uh, and overall, we have 120,000 people, you know, who follow Fintech Circle globally on social media, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Instagram. So we share Fintech news on a daily basis with our global uh, followers, our global uh, community. And um, in order to be at the cutting edge of fintech, you know, because as you both know, fintech is changing so quickly. Always new things are happening. So it's great to finally catch up over dinner here.
0: So I'm going to dive in now and I'll ask the first question. We'll we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. So I'm diving in now. So, okay, this is an interesting one. It says fintech investment has reached over one hundred and seventeen billion so far in twenty nineteen. Where do you see the next area of fintech or paytech innovation?
2: A super interesting question, you know, and we... In our angel network, where we invest in fintech startups ourselves, you know we see there's so much appetite from the investors to invest in early-stage fintech companies. Everybody invests in fintech firms, and I'm also on the board, you know, of a company, a payment company, in fact, and we're just being taken over for 700 million. That's a good deal. You know, deal. So it's a nice cash acquisition of, of a Canadian payment company acquiring an AIM-listed pay tech company so there's lots of um, lots of activity happening in the, in the fintech investment space so you and
0: see a lot of uh, sort of uh, consolidation perhaps some consolidation happening
2: i would say so i think what we will see more and more now is more consolidation happening because there are lots of fintech companies payment companies there are lots of you know there's there so many startups out there so, so many challenger banks out there we will see much more i think Collaborations happening, but also consolidation, acquisitions, joint ventures, because there's not enough space. I think for everybody who who is you know all these companies out there are often better off actually combining their resources and their strengths, and therefore can um, work together better. And uh, and and equally, you know, we see acquisitions of fintech startups and two companies in our portfolio have exited you know last year one angel investment angel investing uh, or one company we invested in in our angel network was sold to santander uh, it was called albert you know a fintech app focused on the freelancing space mm-hmm. and the second company was sold to compare the market.com you know so we see consolidation at all levels of this funding ladder happening
1: so I've got this next question, and um, actually I've got another question that comes on the back end of it. But London has more fintech unicorns than San Francisco. What do you think is the secret recipe for the success of London fintechs?
2: I would say there are lots of secret um, competitive advantages which we've got here in London. You know, One is that we have got them, I and that's what people always say, when you think about New York and Silicon Valley, you know, Silicon Valley has got the tech, New York has got the banks the financial services sector but they're five hours apart you know london we've got it in one one city we've got you know canary wharf our city here plus all our tech development teams you know in the silicon roundabout but in a way it's spread much more widely you know when we think about all the top universities across the country so we've got the right talent pool here in the uk we've got The government support, which is really important by HM Treasury, you know, Department of International Trade, supporting fintech companies to scale up and fintech circle ourselves. You know, we have been chosen by the London mayor for the mayor's international program for tech companies in the city of London. So it helps us to grow and to explore internationally. And so there is lot, there are lots of government initiatives happening, and of course fintech is a regulated industry. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of our fintech companies are regulated, and therefore the role of the regulatory agencies, in our case the FCA and the PRA, are very important. And the FCA has been a driving force in terms of fintech innovation from a regulatory point of view. You know, with the sandboxes, the hackathons. Um, and that's I think we are really thankful to the FCA for being a proactive regulator who does not stifle innovation, but actually allows and enables innovative behavior because one of their goal is to create a more competitive environment.
0: And of course, the UK is the place where the regulators uh, we get our, the regulator, in, sorry, we get the uh, new regulations first, pretty much the, ahead of time. And on top of that, the regulator then produces its approach document to make it very easy for the players in the space to be able to understand where the regulation starts and stops and how to innovate within that space and create new products where they know they're going to work. And as Mm -hmm. you say, they can then move that into the sandbox arena at the FCA. To enable them to start playing before they're fully regulated and I think all of these things add to that mix as you say we have the banks we have very proactive regulators and we've got a really good tech background in London that the fintechs are are pushing through because of the benefits in the regulation Mm. as we said having all the banks on hand. That's true. So 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 my mm, second point actually which wasn't related to the question at all but it was more about
1: you've been in payments a long time where, what's the origin of the word fintech? I don't you know I know what it is, but what what's yes. the origin? Who first used it? Where when you came up with the name the fintech book? You know it probably was very early doors. I would mm. love to hear what your thoughts are on the origins of the word fintech.
2: Mm, great question, Suresh. You know, and I think in reality, you know, the sector existed for a very long time because when I was studying in Berkeley in California twenty years ago, I worked for a fintech company. You know, But the company at that time was called Tandem Computers and Tandem Computers was a tech company selling their technology to stock markets. So nowadays we would call it a B2B fintech company and we didn't have the word fintech yet. But the term, I think, first was being used You know, in, in the last, I guess, five, six years where people said, okay, it's financial technology, fintech, you know, a sense for financial technology. And then people realized it can be used in different ways. It could be a B2C fintech solution, which is a business to consumer offering, like the fintech apps, the Challenger banks to offer services to end customers. It can be a business to business or B2B fintech solution, which is a solution to banks. You know, to help banks become more more efficient and use better solutions, better technologies. Or it could be a B2G, a business to government Fintech solution, which are often called RegTech solutions, you know, regulatory technology solutions, which are offered to the regulator. And there was also a new name I heard yesterday, SubTech. It's about supervisory technology. You know, so certain verticals in Fintech emerging. And when I launched Fintech Circle, my idea was that Fintech, in order to succeed, needs various stakeholders to work together. You know, you need the entrepreneurs with the best ideas. To launch fintech startups, then you need fintech investors to help those entrepreneurs get off the ground. Then you need customers, which are the banks, the insurance companies, the asset managers, to buy the solutions of the startups. Then you need the regulators, you know, then you need the media, you know, you need all these stakeholders coming together to make the fintech ecosystem a success.
1: So we're gonna do a count. I wanna ask, Robert, I want to ask you. How many times have you been to a conference and the person that started the presentation said, we're the oldest fintech in in the room? (laughs) Millions. Yes, yes. You know.
2: I exactly. I mean, I you know I heard it yesterday at the uh, you know large conference I went to where one company said we have been around for one hundred sixty years and one hundred fifty years we have been fintech, a fintech company, you know. (laughs) So it's a a very large financial technology company. So it depends. I wish I
1: invented the calculator because I would say I really am. The oldest fintech in the world. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So I'm going to dive in
0: uh, and get another question out. Um, And it seems to be a a lot of things uh, following around here. All banks are struggling with the right skill sets internally and adopting the cultures to enable their workforce to respond to this fintech revolution that's going on. So is there a talent or an educational gap there and if so how could that be addressed because mm. things as we know are happening on this incredible upward curve uh, the ability for people to keep up with it and certainly the staff within the big banks and financial institutions do you, do you see that there is a widening gulf
2: yes i i totally see that robert you know i remember all the banks i worked in on, on, most of my colleagues, you know, they were all business people. They were business people. They were finance people. And the people on, at the top layer of banks were not the technologists at all because technology was seen as a cost center, as a back office function. It was never, never the CTO who became CEO. It was always the investment banker, you know, the head of the front office who became the CEO because he had the PL to support him on his way up. And now, what we see is that in financial services, in order to create a successful strategy which includes digital innovation and fintech, you need to have a technology skill set mm-hmm. in order to understand what your options are strategically. You know, what technologies you can implement to better service your customers, or what new business models you want to use in order to protect your franchise. Against the disruption which is coming our way and against the tech giants moving into finance. And if you do not understand these new business models, how they work, you know, how they make money, and if you don't understand the technologies which are currently available off the shelf, you cannot actually develop a good strategy going forward, you know, for the whole bank. And so what we see in terms of gaps emerging is that. On one side, we, we see digital boards emerging, You know, where board members are hired to provide these digital skill sets to existing boards to advise and to implement and kind of help to bring outside knowledge to existing boards. We also see lots of trainings and investment being done to upskill people inside banks because banks have got a huge talent pool but most people in, in you know in in the in banking at the moment have not enough digital skills to make sure that they can contribute to this new world of finance and we also see new people being hired you know engineers being hired data scientists being hired to bring in new talents into banks and some interesting statistics exist you know when you think about JP Morgan Goldman Sachs nowadays people say about 40% of the workforce are tech people already you know which is unheard of in the past this was never the case mm. and what we can see we run as you know the fintech circle institute and the fintech circle institute focuses on fintech education at board levels so we we train the boards of banks and we train the managing directors, you know, of leading banks, on what is this future of finance? How does it look like? What does it mean, you know, for your bank?
1: And from what I remember of the fintech circle, there was quite a big focus on on AI, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, um, you know, AI, artificial intelligence, is one of the key new technologies which is being talked about a lot, which is being used a lot, and which is being investigated or in, in researched, you know, across financial services. And what we can see is that uh, AI, you know, has got a couple of issues. One is you need data, you know, to feed an algo and to train the AI. You need good data, and often the data you've got is not clean, you know, and you can't feed. I mean, if you feed un- unstructured data, you know, it's much it more. Much, it properly. doesn't learn properly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very important as well, if you feed biased data, the AI becomes biased, biased as well, yeah, yeah. you know. And we have seen that in terms of diversity, that some of the data which has been fed in previous AI incarnations, you know, with, with leading tech companies, had a gender bias, for example. And uh, and so that's something we have to be very careful of, that people who develop AI said so we've gotten more women, you know, entering STEM Jobs that entering the tech world with more female developers, but also there are certain ethical rules applied to how to use AI. And so, in this book which we're writing at the moment about AI in finance, which will again launch in the first quarter of 2020, you know, it's published by Wiley, a whole chapter is dedicated to the ethics of AI, because AI at the end of the day should serve us humans.
1: So, so Suzanne I mean one of the things that you know me and Robert have been doing these podcasts now for I don't Ooh, know yeah. it feels like decades <laughs> right
0: we're, and, we're on series six
1: and yeah can you believe it we, we've we've got 12 listeners that listen to us Rain I think and shine, we
0: picked up two more last week, so I yeah, think we're close to 14. We've headphones. got 14 <laughs> listeners out there, yeah. and, and dedicated. They, they rain <laughs> and shine, you <laughs> yeah. know, even
1: in the British weather, they listen, they, they, they listen. On um, the podcast they could on the be train. electrocuted with the headphones in the rain, but they would yeah. still listen.
2: We will really help you guys getting the numbers up, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Fintech Circle has got 120,000 people following us. We could get
0: up to 30 people.
1: <laughs> so, what I wanted to ask you was that one of the things that we've kind of struggled with is actually getting female guests on, on our podcast mm. and and mm. one of the things we that we push we've, very hard as well we, we and the thing is what we, what we one of the things we do is um what we what we do is not scripted so it, it's unplanned it's very you know decisions could or conversations could end up anywhere as you've experienced and they normally do um and what do you think i mean you you are an expert in your field you know your space you've got years of experience but why do you think that there has been you know for us personally i don't mean women in payments i don't mean you know women in fintech But i mean why do you think there's been a bit of a reluctance for people wanting to come It might just be they don't want to meet me and Robert, but I'm sure there could be other reasons.
2: Yes, that's interesting. You know, I wouldn't have thought that's the case, but I mean, you experienced it clearly. So I... I would not know why, because I think if you, if you like, like I said, if you're an expert, like both of you are in your fields, you can talk about your subject day in, day out. You know, you don't need to prep for it because it's your domain expertise. You can, you can easily talk about anything in your work. Suzanne's life.
1: worked out we do no preparation work for this.
0: Everyone else we tell that none of them believe us. Suzanne sees straight through us. Maybe that's why we haven't had so many women. They would just see through us. We're, we're like a sheet of paper. <laughs>
2: No, but I, I, what I will do, I will help you get more women going forward. That's a thing. things. You know what that, I mean? That would I will reach out. You must know yes. some women in fintech. I do know lots of wonderful women in fintech, so I will make sure that they, I send them in your direction.
1: We don't care about what position they are, mm-hmm. whether they're a CEO or a head of a department or even in a junior capacity. If somebody has interesting views, interesting opinions. We want to have those discussions. Yes. So we're not, you know, we're not here to kind of say, you know, they have to be of a senior position, all of those things. We just want to get interesting views, interesting ideas Mm. and people that want to, you know, kind of push the boundaries in some of their thought processes. Yes, exactly. But but what do you think could
0: be some of the things that have stopped maybe females from doing that in the past? And and equally, following on from that, Mm. what do you think would entice them to want to come on to express their views.
2: I, it could I, be that yes. Robert
0: in the start used to not wear clothes. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. help, am no, <laughs> yeah. As you can see, I've, I've got my thumb on today, so I'm completely covered up. At least, part of me.
2: I I mean, I would say. I don't know why you're laughing so much. I it's would not that say, you know, it's a get, cold day, that's why it's, Robert. It's yes, a cold day, Robert. Yes. No, I would say what we should do is we just reach out to, you know, I mean, I think historically technology has seen not enough women, you know, and if Equally Financial service has not seen enough women. Unfortunately, there's a lack of women in, in, in top positions, but it's not the fault of the women, you know, but it's the fault of the guys on top of them because they didn't hire enough women or didn't promote them well enough or didn't pay them well enough. So that's, I think, the way we have to look at that. And so in terms of investing, you know, we want more female investors, but you can only invest if you've got lots of money. invest you know so i think those things have to change or to help women go back to work after they have children and when they want to work maybe part-time but they don't want to work as a secretary you know want to keep the interesting jobs but they still want to work and have a family life balance so i think There's lots of things men can do, both of you can do, you know, all our people in leadership positions can do to help women progress more, help women in fintech get funded, you know, as entrepreneurs, and help women to be more visible, I guess, as role models as well. That's very important. So last week, for example, we had a day at my daughter's school, which was take your daughters to work week, a work day, you know. And so I took my I've got two daughters, I took my younger one to work and I went around and showed this Co working spaces, you know, and I let her choose which co working space she likes most. And her decision was based on the food, <laughs> which food she liked. And one had a wonderful, um, wonderful waffles that day, you know. So this was her clear waffles favorite waffles. Of exactly.
1: Next time we'll do it at your office. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. you have got waffles at your office. Suresh,
0: he, I mean, Suresh's office was set up because they do croissants and pastries in the morning, and then in the afternoon, he's got afternoon tea. Yes. You know, that, that was his his Choice of workspace here. I just get water, yeah. and that's that's sufficient for me. It's carrot cake, looking at the two of us, it's, it's, it's <laughs>
1: carrot cake, and it's one of your five a day. That's what
0: I tell the team.
2: Yes, very good. <laughs> he always and,
0: has to take one for the yes. team.
2: And, you know, that's a way I think to get girls interested. You know, when you when, when you started school, and I love this idea take a girl to work one day a year, you know, show girls about. Environment show show them about banks, about finance, about tech jobs, and if you do that every year and you inspire them, that technology is for them. Do you know, it's not something other people do, but it's for for girls. It's a great career. Do you know, then we can make the, we can the bottom, the up. bottom up. You yeah. know, we can no. we can help. And how did you change. end up?
1: in fintech yourself?
2: I mean, I started coding when I was 23. You know, I was doing C++ wow. at that, that stage. So I was doing, I came from the technology side and then I moved into the finance, financial side, you know, asset management world. And uh, and then when fintech, and when you were
1: doing that coding mm-hmm. in those first companies, how many other female coders were there?
2: We had initially quite a bit because Accenture, the bank which hired or the consulting company which hired me, tried to have a half-half intake. Oh wow! Then also we had fifty percent. Yes, yes. So they really tried to have you know enough females, enough males, and we all went through the same training program. Wow. You know we all learned coding together, and. Um, And so that was very important, you know, because it gives you the right skills and it's important that you learn both, you know, finance, technology for FinTech, to really be able to talk to both the techies, you know, the tech -tech geeks, but also to the board level, you know, you have to be able to bridge this Exactly, it's that
0: bridge. Okay. Oh, this is, this is being picked just for you. I think this question, they obviously knew you were coming on. It says the FinTech book, which you kindly have been showing us with the, the Chinese on it, uh, translation. Um, this one uh, has become a global bestseller. Yeah. Now you've got three more books you're working on the paytech book, which obviously I was involved in the AI book and the legal tech book. Um, can you tell us a bit more about these?
2: Yes, definitely. So the Fintech book, you know, has been our first book and, um, and, became, was published by Wiley, became a global bestseller, and it was at the time, you know, I tell you the story, because it was not something we knew, we didn't know that it would become a bestseller, we didn't even know that we would find a publisher for the book, because we we never wrote books before in our careers, and so I remember when I went to the book fair in London, which is large, you know, and looking for a publisher for our first book, I was turned down quite a bit, and I because publishers didn't understand what fintech was. You know, they didn't understand that fintech would be big one day. And then we got two offers, you know, for the book, which was wonderful. And uh, and then we had such a success that we said, okay, let's launch two more books. So one was wealthtech, which is about the future of asset management, and one is InsureTech, the future of the insurance space, which were launched last year, and are now being translated into Mandarin. We launched them in China the end of this year. And then the, the funniest thing
0: is yes. going to be when some of the actual authors read my completely rewritten chapters that they've written. Did I really write that? Wow, how good am I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was enhanced. It's important. It was know, a very,
0: of... very hard job. Yeah, yes. Thing. I, one, of, one of the toughest jobs I've done. I do a lot of stuff. But uh, to create those chapters and get cohesion between mm-hmm. them and create a whole suite of 10 to 12 separate essays effectively to form something that is reading coherently uh, wasn't an easy job I I didn't realize how much time and effort it would take but it it was very fulfilling as well
2: yes it is and hopefully we can repeat our success with the first three books you know and and satisfy the appetite of our global community to learn that's a key goal that's why we do those books is we want to share what has happened globally in payments in artificial intelligence and legal tech, and hopefully our audience, you know, appreciates these perspectives from a from a global community. So, so Suzanne,
1: I, I, community. I've, I've, I've been very quiet with that answer because I, I have a confession to make. Yes. Which is that um, I, I wrote an extract for the PayTech book, and then what happened was I was in the process of launching a new company. Yes. So um, I think I was contacted to write a wider piece. But I think I totally missed that part of it. Yeah, so, I, but I
0: think I was the one that rejected your initial piece. Oh, that's good then. <laughs> I feel better then. I feel better
1: because I, I was worried that I was selected <laughs> yeah, I, and I, didn't I, deliver. I, I saw
0: your name. I thought, oh no, we, <laughs> cross that off. Too much competition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel better then. I felt bad because I thought I was supposed to do the wider extract. And I actually, I, uh, I missed that. But now I, that I know with friends like Robert... Who needs <laughs> <laughs> So we we have yes. we, we've, we've added this uh, new thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, where end. what we're trying to do is we're going to have. Um, do you ever see the the Grand Tour with Jeremy Clarkson? The, the Top, Gear? Yes. Top Gear. Top Gear okay. used to be. here. Yes. So you know, in yes. Top Gear, they have this. They have different people and they race, mm, they race the car. them to see how fast, fast, yes, right? yes. how fast they can drive around a little track. Yes, yes, as part yes. of the thing. Okay. So yeah, this is nothing like that. Yes. <laughs> so we
1: would like you to say a sentence mm-hmm. with as much jargon and
0: acronyms as About you can f- fit from the fintech industry. So yes. you like fintech, regtech, PSD2, AI, two, you know, PSD2. In, a, in a sentence, in in some sort of coherent sentence. You mm-hmm. can have a couple of goes, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be putting a whole string out of at the end of the series of Who got the longest? So it would be who's got the longest and how who's many counts. So it might be one. like you know, it'll so be it'll like be a clip. of the funniest, okay. the longest, um, acronyms, most jargon. Acronyms, yeah. most jargon. Okay. Don't think does and, that. Yes, makes and sense. And totally unprepped
2: And and, uh, and basically, you, and you you can go on as long as you like.
0: Yeah. If you can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the longest guy that ever did it was uh, Dave Birch, who managed to get about two and a half minutes um, of acronyms. But we're gonna keep going. See whenever you're ready whenever you're ready just <laughs> you say, me on the more fun. jargony
1: the more tech the more more yeah, kind the of more acronyms. confusing but the yeah. real it is the yeah. better okay So
0: whenever okay you're
2: ready. great so I, I love the fintech sector because it has got these cool new technologies you know starting from artificial intelligence blockchain technologies big data analytics uh, now, of course, we're talking about augmented realities, virtual reality. Also, quantum computing comes in, you know, quantum computing, which will make all our cyber security defenses worthless because it can encrypt or can remove all the encryption which we have seen in our passwords. And so talking about digital transformation and digital uh, innovation strategies at banks, we have seen so much... Um, inside-out innovation, open ecosystem transformation programs taking place where co-labs are being created, accelerators are being set up, you know, fintech innovation labs are being launched just to showcase that fintech can be implemented in the financial services sector and can collaborate with the various fintech stakeholders and um and can achieve results. And so that's it I think. Suith anxiously scored twelve points. So that's a long Thank sentence you. using Go lots of it. lots of keywords. The plum
0: sauce is arriving with our uh, our duck pancakes. Um this is, I'm this getting hungry be the now. Peking duck arriving. We won't be able to talk with
1: food in our mouth, so I yeah, think
0: the chopsticks are, are on the table. Um and oh, that that smells! Can you delicious. smell that? It's oh, oh my God! Yes. Won't be any good for the rest vegetarian over there. <laughs> but you can just have the um, the cucumber and the the spring onions. That's wonderful, but so it looks
2: amazing. The food. So thanks for ordering this great. Thank you for taking
0: the time. Chinese, Chinese dinner now. I'm looking forward to working with you again in the future. Thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we're gonna. We're going to get this out, and let's, let's see how many of your 120,000 decide to, to listen. At least two more would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much for having Thank me. You. Thank,
2: Thank you. you. Thank you. Fintech Unplugged is available for download on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, and TuneIn. So please subscribe today, and remember to give us a five-star rating.